and uh, make sure I have the view, speaker view. Okay. Um, hello and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. My name is Don Pelto and I have Mr. David Hilton with me. Welcome, David. Hey there. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome uh, to everybody. Yeah, welcome to everyone's watching here today. So David, we've, we've been uh, acquaintances for a number of years. And when I was first starting out in practice, I think that's where, where we met. And I was really intrigued with you because you dealt, and in those days, and anyway, we were talking about marketing and business success, and you've been kind of for the long haul doing this. So tell me a little bit about your background before we get into the details of how you can help people. Like, how did you get into this? I know you did some <laughs> Kennedy stuff and other types of stuff. How'd you get into this area? So I had a photography and yearbook publishing business that um, started very, very small and um, grew it up. And uh, my goal was to sell it um, And when I was 55. And um, six months before I turned 55, I sold it and, uh, and, and uh, you know, at a very nice seven-figure sale. Uh, we were in the top 20 in the, in the country in that in that field. So, um, a field that has, you know, thousands of people in it. So, yeah. Oh. And, uh, since then I've also got a doctor in front of my name. So I'm a doctor of management as well. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you yeah. went back to, and now and let's, let's talk about that, that business in terms of to grow something to a, a seven figure is a, is a challenge. Now, did you use a lot of the same techniques that you help other people with now? Is that kind of what you, you learned it for yourself and now you help others? Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, during that business, I became the um, probably, I guess, the first independent e-myth coach, Michael Gerber's program, if you've probably yep. seen that in the day. And um, and then they they decided to disband the <clears throat> independent coaching program several years later. And I was probably one of the most senior coach in the world. My longevity with clients was very, very long compared to, to them. And uh, but I use that in my business, those concepts, and we've taken and developed those concepts much, much further. And we have a, um, a much, I, I feel, a very um, much more up-to-date set of workbooks and everything that we build businesses on. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you did, I think you had a, a co-written book with with Dan Kennedy. How, tell me about that, too, because you've been in all these big oh, yeah. things, yeah. Dan Kennedy, Dan Sullivan, so... Yeah, so Dan Kennedy, I worked with as one of his coaches uh, for a number of years, um, you know, and, you know, that's kind of a part-time thing. I was doing my main coaching business, but also actually in that time, I was even running, still running um, the other business I had um, that we sold. And, um, and then I continued working with Dan until they uh, disbanded that program and Dan Kennedy sold out actually. And, uh, and uh, new owners, he still does some lecturing for them, but yeah. Wow. Anyone else that you did or they closed and you kept going? You have longevity well, here. Well, right right now, um, of course, uh, a, a very popular concept out right, right now is Story Brand. Yep. Okay, Donald Miller's book. And I am a Story Brand certified guide. So um, yeah. I also uh -huh. do uh, in the I mostly in the IT world kind of thing is what's called Agile, um, Agile Scrum. And it's basically replaced all of all of project management, and the concepts there, uh, which I could do with you sometime, are how to the art of getting uh, his the original book on the subject was the art of getting twice as much done in half the time. 
the reality is getting three times as much done in a third of the time. That, that can be another interview. I think that's exciting. I've, I've never heard, like I've heard of these other ones. That's the one I haven't heard of before. Yeah. So that's good. So let's start in giving kind of, I know you have a, a, a breadth of, of information. And before we, I don't want to forget, you have a book that you're, uh, uh, that you're working on or that you wanted to talk about. I want to make sure. No, Spark is uh, Spark has been up for a couple of years now. Um, Spark taking your business from struggle to significance. And it's a, it's a parable. The, um, the, the um, story is based around um, a builder, you know, an architect builder. Okay. Um, who didn't like working for somebody else and decided to go out on his own. And uh, this, the challenges and the struggles of doing that, but, you know, people reading the book and uh, would find it analogous to running your kind of a business or yeah. almost any kind of a small business that's making that transition um, into running a small business. That's a whole different animal than working for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, many people aren't cut out to do that even. So, um, but, um, but it's, to me, it's the only way I, I figured out when I was probably 20 or 21 that I was terminal, terminally unemployable already at that point. <laughs> so yeah. The idea right. of working for somebody else wasn't, wasn't something that ever fit my mindset. So yeah. Well, for, you know, all these links, I wrote them down. They're all going to be in the show notes here of this, uh, of this podcast. So let's get right into it then. So uh, one thing, uh, how, how is it that you can make more money when we're already working as hard as we can? So as podiatrists, we're working, you know, our 40, 50 hours, seeing tons of patients. How is it that you can increase uh, revenue? Let's start out with that. Well, I've worked with at least a hundred medical professionals over the years in different fields, PT, chiropractic, dental, et cetera, MDs um, over the years. And much of the time they think that I need to be able to do it all. I need to touch, just like in any other small business person, I need to be able to touch everything. Okay. And that's what causes the challenge. Okay. It's how to focus and you would know this from the Dan, from the Dan Sullivan program. Okay. What's your unique ability? Okay. What's the thing that's going to make me that I can uniquely do the best. And if I focus most, all of my attention to that, like over 80% of my attention to that, the business is going to succeed. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a whole bunch of other things that somebody else is going to be best at. Okay. Bookkeeping, for instance, okay, customer, front front end customer satisfaction, um, and any other number of things um, in in an office, because I see in in many medical practices, you know, particularly those where the doctor may walk out, like in a dental practice or a chiropractic office or something like that. Um, the doctor's walking out. He's trying not to notice. Um, not trying trying not to notice what's going on in the practice, <laughs> so that he can go out and get the new the next patient and go back to his office. Well, he should be aware of what's going on in the office, but he shouldn't be needing to kind of hide from it. He should be able to come out and greet patients and say hi, and go back and do his thing because he knows the desk and everything out front is taking care of itself because he's got a good office manager in place who he trusts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we, we get people in positions where we 
don't have enough trust in them to do the job. And that's more often than not comes back to us because am I willing to let go? Am I willing to let go of all the things I shouldn't be doing so that I can focus my time on the things I should be doing? So that would be step number one. Am I willing to let go? Because that's often many small business people in all kinds of industries. It doesn't matter whether I'm in a medical practice or almost anything else. It's just true of small business. The small business owner wants to touch everything and can't. I mean, not and grow for sure, because the business owner in the small business becomes the constraint to growth because at some point they can't touch everything. And that's when they, that's when the, the business now doesn't grow. Right. So until, if I can learn to let go and let somebody else have charge over marketing, over customer satisfaction, over any other number of things that need to be done so that you, the doctor, can either, okay, you know, this is a choice, okay, uh, but you can either focus on the growth of the business, which now takes you out of being a doctor, okay, or you can focus on being a doctor. Either way, I'm not saying which one's better or worse, neither one is better or worse. Um, you know, I had a client for a while who is in the uh, uh, chiropractic world and in the PT world and has got um, over 30 clinics, okay? He clearly is not trying to be a chiropractor or a PT at this point in his life. <laughs> He's got a real business to run, right? Mm -hmm. But by letting go, he's able to do that. He was able to grow that business, okay? Um, now, on the other hand, we're seeing many, many, many uh, MDs um, now going back to work for hospital groups and things like that because they want to be in a good MD, right? Um, we see uh, MD practices in particular that are growing, but they'll put a... Um, they'll put a, a key manager in place of the office. Now, I don't mean that. I mean, this guy's a high ranking at the same rank as the doctor. He's the guy in charge of running and building the business so that the doctor can focus on being a doctor. Yeah, like an MBA or something like that. Not, not that, but just someone that knows how to do that. Yeah. And I know, and I had, he's not a client, but a good friend of mine um, up in the Northwest um, who's probably got one of the largest dental practices I've seen. It's in a community of 100 and I think 130,000 people total, total market area. I mean, the next nearest city is two and a half hours away. And they've got 85,000 patients on their rolls, four buildings. And, and at the time was doing over $35 million a year in a dental practice. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, but he clearly knew enough not to try to be a dentist anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practice to run. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right strategy. If I'm going to do that and want to be the dentist, then I've got to be willing to put a, a, a person in charge who takes care of the business as a partner. Okay, so we, we can do that too. Okay, there's a number of different ways of doing these things, but Otherwise we become our own constraint to growth. And I see that time and time again in all kinds of small business, but, but certainly in professional practices. Yeah, now, now David, in your experience um, for us, let's say a, a medical specialty, 
how often are, I guess, what's the role of those that learn this on their own and just kind of take action and do it on their own? Like, when do you decide, hey, I think I need someone to help me to, to get there. Kind of, I need uh, 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 someone to show me the way versus I think a lot, what a lot of us do, we hit what we call the ceiling of complexity. And then we have, that's what, it's a Dan Sullivan term. And then we either figure out a way to delegate it or abdicate it, or, you know, we go through all these struggles. When would someone need someone else to help them? Like, when do you know? Right. Well, businesses don't, don't just simply grow in a nice straight diagonal line. Okay. And they certainly don't grow straight up, but they don't just grow in a nice diagonal line. Okay. It's more like a series of stair steps. Yeah. Like you hit a ceiling, then you hit a ceiling then you hit a ceiling. Exactly. But most people hit the ceiling and the game's over. Okay. They keep bumping their head off the ceiling. They know there must be a better way because they see somebody else in their profession doing it. Right. So they know there's got to be a better way, but I keep pounding my head off the ceiling. Much of it is because they're not willing to change, but I do need to find a change agent of some sort. Yeah. Either, either they have to learn something that you don't know or find a who that can help you. Right. And we would call that ceiling, um, a constraint. Okay. It's the constraining factor to growth. If you can break that constraint, you instantly jump to the next level. It's not a long-term thing, but you instantly jump to the next level. Um, and then you're going to hit another, eventually hit another, another level yet. Okay. Um, and so sometimes if it's a qualified uh, business advisor um, or whatnot, they can get you through those constraints. And yeah. That's the, that's the real key thing. But a lot of times people say, well, yeah, but I don't want to give that up. Yeah, but I don't want to give that up. Yeah, but I don't want to give that up. You're stuck in the box. Yeah. Mm. You're stuck in the box because at some point I have to focus on, as Dan Sullivan says, um, the unique ability. Okay. What's my unique ability going to be? Is my unique ability, ability going to be the CEO or is my unique ability going to be the chief medical officer in my company and somebody else is the CEO or what role am I going yeah. to play? Okay. Now notice when I'm saying these roles, we have ownership of the business versus the roles inside of the business. So, and the second, any, anybody, whether it's a one person doctor's office or a, multi-person doctor's office like you have, okay? The second you come into the office, you're no longer the owner. You're now an employee of the company, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, you may, be, you may be the most senior employee in the company. Or the most productive employee or the most, you know. Or, or maybe the most productive. <laughs> or the least. <laughs> but like I you say, because a lot of doctors say, you know, I produce, you know, 50% of the revenue for the, the, the practice, so I should be doing this. Well, that's fine. But as long as someone else is doing the growth component, someone needs to be doing that. I, if he's got more than one partner and he's producing more than 50%, he's got a problem. Because why is he producing more than the other two guys in the practice? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Why are they not being brought up to speed? Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I would want to have a team around me 
they can perform equally so that effect effectively now i'm not not suggesting you're going to change patients every day of the week okay just because you know the patient comes in and they don't see you they see the other doc i mean that could happen on occasion when you're on vacation or something but but i'm not suggesting you just really nilly you know don't let the patient see the doctor they saw last time but but every doctor should be equally good at serving as many patients. Now, it's not going to happen in the first year. I mean, it'd probably take a year or so to get that up to that level. But but um, in meeting the standards that the owner or owners think are acceptable, so we can have standards. But if I've got somebody working for me who I can't coach them up, to the standards within a year. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I think a lot, uh, uh, I can speak of from to myself. And I think a lot of times it's maybe the, 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 who we need is that coach person, because if we're all seeing patients, we don't have time to train the new ones. We, you, you need a system to do that. You need, that's what the e-myth talks about. You know, right. who, who is, who can we pay? And there are certain people within our profession that do that. They get the new doctor up and running and do this teaching stuff that frankly, we just don't have time to teach or just, right. you know, they can shadow us, but you know, the cheap, the teaching's hard. Yep. 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 And I, I did that for chiropractors for a number of years. So, um, yeah. yeah. So Dave, we, we talked about, um, kind of the, the practice. So this thing about having like a, a CEO running it or a manager running your practice, um, you know, that's for maybe practices that really want to grow. What happens if that practice that has, you know, a practice and just a couple of doctors and they're okay with that, but they just want to, increase the amount of patients or increase the revenue that they're getting from each patient? What are some ways of sure. doing but, that? Sure. Let's, let's figure out. I mean, there's really only a couple of, a couple of two or three money-making roles in your, in your practice. All right. Now you'll know your practice better than I do. So you can, you can help me with this. Okay. But clearly the doctor is a top producer. Mm -hmm. The doctor should only be seeing patients because that's where he's going to make most of the money. Okay, when he's not seeing patients, he's not making money. The next one is marketing. Every business needs marketing. Now, a lot of doctors, I would say the words marketing and sales to, and it's like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> we don't do that here. We don't sell to anybody. Oh, yes, you do. Of course you do. Okay. Um, you're selling the concept of your office versus some other alternative even, okay? You're selling the patient on doing what you've suggested they do before they come back to you next time, okay? So we're all in sales to some extent, but, but marketing in particular, where's my, next, where's my new patients coming from? Because now I want to have a practice that runs so well that my patients keep coming back for a long time. But at the same time, there's still going to be attrition. I've got to, if I'm going to build the practice, I've got to have marketing. Where am I get? how am I getting the patients in the door? And then how am I onboarding them so they become a successful patient for our practice and so forth, all right? Somebody else could do that if you want to focus on being a doctor. But those are, that's an absolutely necessary role. That's a very, very, very valuable role in your company. Right. Um, you know, those would be certainly the two key roles there. Now, mm -hmm. sometimes in a larger offices, I may see somebody who's the 
sort of a continuing care manager, that would be a sales position, okay, where they're explaining the the finances and things like that moving forward and all those kind of things. So the doctor doesn't need to, and that would be a sales position. And, you know, several, several large offices I know of in dentistry and other professions uh, have those roles in them. They don't call them salespeople at all. Okay. But um, let's, uh, let me help you with our advisor here who can now set up uh, different uh, you know, show you some alternative different programs and things we can do to help you improve your health dramatically. Yeah. Wow. I've seen that in dental offices. I've seen that in medical practices. I've seen that in uh, chiropractic practices for sure. So, you know, in several places I've seen that. Yeah. And, and just to be very clear, and the reason is, David, because we are horrible at talking money normally for the most mm -hmm. part of us. And, mm -hmm. and also it, it kind of, there's a kind of, uh, in the patient's head, there's a line drawn that we doctors just normally don't talk about money, uh, but these treatments are expensive. And so someone needs to talk about it. And if they're not good at it, your, your numbers are going to dramatically go down. <laughs> right, right. Well, the quality, the quality of the people we hire is going to have a whole lot to do with the quality of your success. So recruiting, hiring, and training are a significant role in the business. And if the business is getting bigger, then I need some sort of an HR role there to, to take, help take care of that. Yeah. Well, David, you know, I think we covered, uh, I know you have a, a hard stop here. We covered some great things. I, I know you have a, if people want to learn more about you, I know you have a, that book. We talked about Spark. I'll put a link. You have an online workshop. I think you're, 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 you're doing, and maybe you can give some guidance if they want to learn more about you or some books you recommend. Sure. Uh, well, obviously, uh, I've got a very good book called Spark, <laughs> taking your struggle from taking your business from struggle to significance. Okay. And while the story in the book is by is about a um, architect, designer, carpenter, um, if you will, um, the story fits whether it be a medical practice or anything. Okay, it's just an analogous story that would fit with anybody. And if anybody does get the book, it's on Amazon. Easiest way to find it on Amazon is type the word spark in the word Hilton, which is my last name, and you'll come up with it instantly. Um, and if uh, somebody tells me they've got it, I'll send them the study guide that goes with it that'll help them translate it into another profession. So yeah. Good. Yeah. And then that would be a good one. Yeah. Dan Kennedy's book, um, you would need to get directly from me and you could get that um, at my website, which is strategicvisiononline.com. Yeah. And, um, and do you have a workshop coming up? I know you mentioned initially, or? I don't right now have a workshop coming up, but okay. um, if you thought you might want to put one together, I'd be happy to do it with you. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, once again, thank you, David. I, I appreciate your time and your sharing your skills, and I recommend everyone look at your resources. Okay, good. I mean, again, as you know, as people begin to look at their practice as a business, okay, and not just the practice where they need to do everything, then the game changes automatically. Now I'm already getting towards a breakthrough of that first ceiling. We're looking at it a business. Now, what do the functions in the business need to do and which ones am I best at and which ones could somebody else be the best at? And now I'm well on my way to having a breakthrough. So. We're going to we'll leave it with that there. Okay. Until, until next time, until we talk about the next part. Thank you, David. Very good. Take care now.